0: not because of what you've done, how good you've been, how bad you've behaved. It's because of who he is. By one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, but by one man's obedience. And that man, his name is Jesus. Many were made Righteous. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. Amen. I want to encourage you to, you can help us get this word out just by um, sharing this, like right now, with your friends on, online. Um, just, uh, and then you also can help us by uh, giving us a good review on Google. And uh, Facebook, those things help. Amen? Because people, it's like in the old days, um, you know, people searched and looked for churches different ways. Now they'll Google you. They used to call the church office. But now people will, uh, they'll message you. (laughs) Amen. And so we've got a lot to to do internally to just improve on that our response rate those things are very important responding to people when they're asking questions just basic questions so um, we've got some work to do behind the scenes but but you can you can help us also by going on reviewing us on Facebook reviewing us on Google sharing like even right now you can just take you but a few seconds to share this with somebody else and. Um, You never know who you can touch and whose life you can change just by sharing. And just one word from God can change your life forever. Faith comes by hearing and hearing. See, you you can cause somebody to hear. They may be sitting at home, uh, but yet they could be traveling. But um, when you hear the word of Christ, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word about Christ. And him we preach. <laughs> Amen. How, him Say him we preach. Um, I, I've got a lot of message titles, but I only really have one message. I'm like Paul. Paul said, I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Amen. So with that in mind, um, maybe we can finish these ministry gifts. We've been on this for a long time. Actually, we haven't been on ministry gifts for a long time, but we were talking about spiritual gifts, and, and now we, we've moved into talking about ministry gifts. Ephesians 4.11 says he gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. These are commonly referred to as the five-fold ministry gifts. Um, So we've been going over these, and for the purpose of helping you understand what these gifts are about, not just what they do, but sometimes what they don't do. So it'll help you when you hear people, because there are are a lot of people that go around with And I'm not trying to be mean. I just want to educate you because it's easy to call yourself something. And there's a lot of that going around. People calling themselves prophets and apostles and bishops and things like that. I believe, let me just say this, just disclaimer, um, just so you know that I'm not hating on nobody. I don't have hate in me, first of all. I love the body of Christ and I want people to be helped. But what I see is, see, Paul was strong when addressing certain things because of his love for the people. Okay. Because there were, he, he addressed one time, he said there's false apostles. <laughs> huh? See? There are false prophets. I called them uh, non corporations. But you can have a business card and put something behind your name, but that doesn't make you that. So that's why we can go to the Bible and let the Bible speak. Let the Bible tell us who an apostle is. Because sometimes people will tout, oh man, these certain apostles, he come into town and he's got this powerful word. Well, what makes it Powerful. And apostles got, we saw from the word, signs and wonders. Amen? Show me the money. (laughs) You know what I mean by that, right? You ought to have some evidence, right? And we haven't even touched the teacher yet, but if a teacher, I'm a teacher, and sometimes because of this, why, why do I need to understand these ministry gifts? Well, I'm trying to explain it to you now. So you, you will recognize and identify and distinguish between the, the, the true and the false. Like I'm a teacher, and, and a teacher has an anointing to teach. Now, if all of y'all fall asleep, now, some folks will, teach, will fall asleep no matter how anointed the person is. <laughs> but if all of y'all fall asleep, then, then that's not a good teacher. Amen. And we also talked about the, the, the volunteer ministry. We, the scripture calls it helps. I'm just giving you an overview of what we've talked about. The ministry of helps. Do you know if you're an usher at the door you work in the sound booth, you work in the children's ministry, you have the same anointing as a pastor or a teacher. Oh, this man of God, he's got such a great anointing. If you're an usher, you got the same anointing. Now, some people don't want to hear that, but you're anointed. You know, if you don't even do one thing in the church, all you do is come in here and sit down. And when it's over, you leave. You are anointed. Now, I'd rather you do something and help us. Amen. If, you know, if I didn't have any help, thank God for volunteer ministry. If I didn't have help, we couldn't do this. Man, what if I had to sing? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Don't say nothing. I already know, okay? So let's just dive into this. Uh, This is a scripture last week, and somebody came up to me. Um, I would mention her name, but I don't think she's here, so I'm not going to. (laughs) First, y'all are a different different audience today. Y'all not giving me no, I was supposed to be funny, but uh, Michelle Moore gave this to me. I read it from one translation, but I, I, I liked it so much what she shared with me. Um, man, see, you need help in the body of Christ. Somebody just shared a scripture that, that they saw from a, a different translation, and as anointed as I am, I, I didn't look at that translation, but it fit, huh? And I'm going to receive that. I'm not going to say, well, you know, that didn't come from me, so I'm not going to share it. Huh? So uh, I'll give her credit one time, but next time I share it, I'm not going to give her any credit. <laughs> First Peter one from the uh, Passion translation. Now this is a really good paraphrase, and if you have the Bible app, I encourage you to get that Bible app. It's got several translations. Uh, if you have a smartphone, if you don't have a Bible on your phone. It's it's a dumb phone. If you get get you, (laughs) amen. You got all these apps, Angry Birds or whatever. Get that Bible front and center. And the Bible app, has got the the Passion Translation. Boy, what a wonderful day that we live in and we could just whip out the Bible anytime and read it Somebody giving you trouble on, a work, on your job. Sometimes, I mean, you couldn't take, you know, a Bible this size. Well, you could take it to work. But sometimes, you know, to open it up, it might take some work. You had to go in a cabinet or something. Now, you can pull it out, man. Pull out your phone and get right to it. And all these different translations... I'm old enough to remember you, you would have to take a suitcase to get all the, the, the translations that you can find right here on your phone. So take advantage of that. Anyway, the Passion Translation in here. Now, we're going to move into, we talked about the apostle and the evangelist. Now, let's uh, move into the prophet, the ministry of the prophet. I have a lot to say about this. Because there's so many people out there. Now, I want you to pay close attention. They're abusing this. And they're going around like a loose cannon, giving words to people. And they deputize themselves, kind of like Barney Fife. Anybody remember Barney Fife? If you want a good laugh, I mean, they don't make good programs like this anymore. I mean, it was... You know, Barney, he had one, they gave him one bullet. Andy Griffin was the sheriff, and uh, Barney, he had a bullet, and he's dangerous. I don't even know why he gave him that bullet. And he would always go on trying to boss people around, he'd be bossing people around about nothing. He'd be fussing at people about nothing. You know, he let his cat out, and he's bothering the neighbors or whatever. He's going over there threatening to arrest them, and, Things like that. Huh? I'm, I think we just, just need to leave people alone. You have the bottom line, in case you one of those that fall asleep a little later, let me just tell you this before you go. You have your own relationship with God. There is no go-between between, there's no minister, no prophet, apostle, evangelist, and pastor, and teacher that's between you and God. Amen. God talks to you directly. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. God will deal with people if you just leave them alone. <laughs> Gloria knows what I'm talking about. The town drunk. <laughs> What's his name? Otis. Otis, yeah. Otis, if you just leave. Otis. Otis. When he, when he gets, he gets in drunk, get drunk he's in tr- he, he understands the danger that he can be to himself and other people. What did he do? He goes and lock himself up. And Barney will be fussing out. Just leave him alone. He's just going to go and he'll take care of himself. He look, I'm drunk. He has the keys. He knows where the keys are. He goes inside and locks himself up. <laughs> oh, just leave people alone I'm not saying God will lock people up but God will deal with people and he, he, he gently corrects people and you got these prophets that are going around these non-profits and scaring the hell out of people Oh, there's some judgment coming. No, judgment Jesus took on the cross. Amen. Judgment's coming to America. There ain't no judgment coming to no America, Africa, Europe, nowhere, because Jesus was judged for us on the cross. Amen. That's a good segue into... The prophets long ago prophesied about Jesus and prophesied about this grace that I'm preaching right now. Amen. Amen. Man, I saw this. I had not seen this before. First Peter 1, uh, 10 and 11 from the, the Passion Translation. I want you to see this. It's important we jump to this. get this on. This salvation. Now, I can go to scriptures that talk about the, the gospel of Christ equals the gospel of grace. Look at Galatians chapter 1, verses 6 through 9. But anyway, this, so the salvation, this, this, he's talking about the gospel, this good news of Jesus Christ. This salvation was the focus. Say the focus. focus. See, what, th- this salvation right now was the focus of the prophet's who prophesied of this outpouring of grace Woo! that was destined for you. It's for you, but you've got to receive it. They made a careful search and investigation of the meaning of their God-given prophecies. Let me just stop right there. Prophecy in the Old Testament is different than New Testament prophecy. Prophecy in the Old Testament had prediction in it. Now, we won't go here, but you can write down this scripture, 1 Corinthians 14, 3, that prophecy... Now, Peter here is referencing the Old Covenant prophets. Prophecy in the New Testament is for edification exhortation, and comfort. It doesn't have New Testament prophecy, doesn't have any prediction in it. So, when somebody prophesies in the New Testament, now a prophet can give a word of prediction, which we call a word of wisdom. Getting a little deep here, but, but a prophet can do that and we say they prophesy here in the, New, in the New Covenant. A prophet, a New Covenant prophet, and we do have prophets. Don't go out here and say, well, pastor, don't believe in prophets. I do. I don't believe in the, pro- the false prophets. I ain't studying the false prophets. I ain't studying what they say. That's bad English, I know. But. A new covenant prophet can prophesy, what we call prophecy. We're dissecting this thing now. It can have a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge in it. But technically, say technically, it's not, it's not prophecy. It's really somebody. Now, prophecy is an utterance gift, but it's going to have it, it's going to have some edification behind it. A new covenant prophet is not going to prophesy doom and gloom. Something bad is going to happen to you this week. I just want you to be aware of it. No, that's not new covenant because is that exhortation? Is that edification? Is that? No. Now, it can have some prediction in it or a word of wisdom, but it's not really prophecy. It's like if you... Drove a car. Anybody drive a car here today? Some of you drove. Some of you rode. That's why you got (laughs) to listen. Y'all didn't drive here either. No, some of you drove. Some of you drove. Some of you rode. Now, if you rode in that car, see, so what that, that whether you drove or rode, the car carried you here. So it's kind of like that. It's it's like the 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 prophecy is like the car. And sometimes that car that, that prophecy can carry a word. Am I, am I clear? Yeah. So it's not so we say they prophesied. Well they did, but if it had prediction in it, if somebody prophesies and it has a revelation, a word of wisdom, a revelation of the future, then, then that's really a word of wisdom that prophecy carried. But with that prediction, it's gonna be comfort there. There's not going to be that like you're gonna walk. If you go away and somebody gives you a word and you walk away afraid, scared, nervous. It, that is not a word from God. There's going to be a note of victory in it. <laughs> it's going to be undergirded by good news. Now, something may, uh, there may be some difficult times ahead. And a, a prophet may prophesy that. He said, But be of good courage. There's some things that may hit our country. They don't come from God. Now, once they say, well, God is bringing, no. See, because here's another thing, most important thing. Any prophecy that somebody gives has to line up with the word of God. Or you just throw it off right off the bat. When somebody starts talking about God's going to judge America, that contradicts the word of God. We're not under a Judgment covenant, we're under a covenant of grace, and what the, these guys will do to justify it, they always go back to Old Testament scriptures and they mix the gospel. Y'all kind of quiet today, but that's okay. Let me let me ref, let me give you a reference. I don't have the specific reference, Um, but this is very important. How many of you know Jesus was the will of God in action? Um, If I can't find it real quick, I'll just tell you about it. Y'all getting some out of this? Okay, so there was a time when uh, the disciples told Jesus, about uh, some people that didn't receive it, And he said, do you want us to call fire to come down from heaven like Elijah did? See, and you know what? You know what uh, Jesus said? He said, you don't know what spirit you're of. See, they wanted to bring judgment down because of their behavior. But see, that's not a new covenant. Jesus is coming in and introducing a better covenant. Okay? All right. So, that's the whole message, but let me just <laughs> give you some more examples. Okay, so this, this grace was prophesied. They made a careful search and investigation of the meaning of their God-given prophecies. The next verse says, as they probed into the mysteries of who would fulfill them and the time period, it would all take place. The spirit of the anointed one was in them and was pointing prophetically to the sufferings that Christ was destined to suffer and the glories that would be released afterwards. That's what we're into now. Because he suffered, because he took the punishment and took our sins past, present, and future, there's glories and favor and blessings that are being released right now. The law we're not under came through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ and of his fullness. We have all received in grace upon grace, which means grace after grace Favor after favor after favor. That is the glory that we're under right now. Thank you, Jesus. In the Old Testament, the people, let's look at Deuteronomy chapter 34. Moses was a prophet. And um, Deuteronomy 34 tells us that. But since then, there has not arisen in Israel, say, a prophet, a prophet like Moses, whom the Lord knew, what? Face to face. Now, even Moses. Now, God God spoke through um, or spoke to the priest, spoke to the prophet directly, but the Spirit of God did not dwell in them. It's very important that you understand that the, God did not live in Moses. Nobody lived in the old covenant saints or God did not live in the old covenant saints. But yet, well, well, pastor says he, he spoke to Moses face to face. Yeah. I mean, he spoke audibly to him. The, the general public, the GP, they couldn't go. They couldn't. They couldn't approach God. But see, God loves the people so much, he wanted them to be blessed. So God provided a way for them to be blessed and for them to be communicated with, and he went through a go-between. And Pastor, I said, I, th- I thought you said that there, there's no, nobody in the middle of, of you and God. No, not here in this new covenant, but let's go, let's go back and let's see the difference. Okay? Now, God spoke to Moses face-to-face, because the people did not have a personal relationship with God. Okay? Now, in, in, in doing this, um, I'm giving you an example of the ministry of a teacher. I'm teaching here, and I'm not saying this to prop me up or anything like that. The thing, a lot of things I'm getting, I, I usually have a, f- a few notes Today, let me see if I don't have any notes today. There's nothing against notes. Sometimes I have them, sometimes I don't. I I think I'd have some down here somewhere. Yeah, I got some notes. But right now, I'm not using them. See, a teacher is anointed to teach. It's not one of these things where just open your mouth and the Lord will fill it. Sometimes somebody asks you, well, man, how long does it take you to prepare this message? Over 30 years. <laughs> I have a, a reservoir of stuff on. I can't take credit for it. Some of this, this, this stuff that comes out of me, all the good stuff comes from God. <laughs> and there's something else. We don't always hit 100%. Everything, 100% of the things that come out of my mouth, it don't come from God. You know why? Because I'm human. I might be mad at somebody up here and slip something out. <laughs> yeah, you understand? So, and I'm saying that I don't try to do it. And that's why, man, oh my goodness. Lord, you want me to say this? That's why it's dangerous to sit there and listen to preachers who are hurt. I mean, when I say hurt, we all hurt sometimes. But to get up here and minister out of your hurt. Boy, you start shooting bullets everywhere and people start ducking. You ever been in a service like that? I remember a guy came, came up to me, and he told me he hadn't been raised in church. He was a young guy. And, and, and he said he went, went to a church. He was just observing. He didn't really know much about church. And um, what he got out of it, he didn't even mention anything that the minister said. He said, you know what his, his reaction was? He said, I listened to that guy, and he said, um, I think he needed a hug. And I understood what, as soon as he said it, I understood what he mentioned. Anybody here preaching from the pulpit? And I'm not here picking on anybody, but people, they, they, they minister, and you can see that they're angry about something. And then they communicate that. See, I have to realize when I get up here, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a vessel, and, and, and you come here, you didn't come here to be fussed at, and you didn't come here to hear about how much I'm suffering, <laughs> and there's there's times I I've, I've had to come up here, and man, I was hurting all over my body, and in my soul. I'm being real, y'all, and 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 to come up here and and stuff, man, is going on in my life, and 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 I would I would get up here, but I have to remember that. Uh, y'all don't really care nothing about that. Now, I know y'all love me, and y'all pray for me, and, and, and I'm not saying that, but people want a word from God. <laughs> you understand what I mean? Huh? So that's just a little side issue. Just to let you know, from a minister's side, um, just, I just share things that ministers want to share with you. And I know how much folks are hurting because they talk about it, in private, then they come out in public and they just blast people. And I used to do it. I'm guilty of it, man, before I understood grace, see, man, I used to come up here and try to correct folk. Anyway, uh, praise the Lord. I'm not there anymore. I've learned to be. I learned how to be a new covenant minister. Thank you. Thank you. The old covenant it was a ministry. Read 2 Corinthians three. It was a ministry of death and ministry of condemnation. That's what it was. And uh, but in the new covenant, it's a ministry of love, a ministry of, of of grace. Thank you, Jesus. It's a ministry of the Spirit. Okay, so Moses was a prophet. Now prophets, now. now Okay, here's before I took that side journey. Here's the point, very important point. People in the old covenant did not have a personal relationship with God. That's why God had to have go-betweens like the priest and the prophet. Because God wanted to get blessings to his people. So God would speak to the representative like the prophet Moses, and the prophet would go and speak to the people. You see that in the giving of the law, and and Moses was communicating, and then that whole uh, time when, when God didn't want to give them the law, and then God would, there was a back and forth communication between Moses and and, and God, and, and, and God told Moses to say certain things to the people. And then God would, um, now God's not hard of hearing, God could hear what the people are saying, but he was God wasn't trying to hear the people. He had an intermediary, and the people, God would give the message to his intermediary. The intermediary, the prophet, would communicate to the people, in this case with, with Moses, and then the people would communicate back to Moses, and then Moses would report back to God. Why? Because the people did not have a personal relationship with God. God wasn't trying to hear the people, <laughs> direct, you know, to communicate with them directly. Got the man in the middle, all right. Um, amen. Michael Jackson talked about the man in the middle, didn't he? No, he talked about the man in the mirror. <laughs> but I just wanted to make sure you're listening. Y'all want to know, Pastor, y'all quick to correct. Oh yeah, no, Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah, I see, I see you. You ready to correct me, just like that. Okay, so you're listening. <laughs> got to keep you awake because sometimes you talk about these ministry gifts, and like what is he talking about? <laughs> it's important because if you had not experienced it, you, you will. You live long enough. Somebody will come around and try to prophesy some gloom and doom on you, and you, you'll be able to, okay, wait a minute. You got to watch out for these people, and some of them, you know, they'll have They'll have a certificate. You see, I'm a, I'm an apostle. Look at there, signed and dated. I've been apostle for two months, so you got listen to me. I got, you know, I can do the same thing. All I got to do is go uh, order online. You know, you can get ordained online. There are people that you pay them some money, and they will order. Go home right now, and go online and tell them you that you want to be ordained. If you have a certain amount of money, you can pay, and they will mail you an ordination. Anybody, anybody, you understand? So you can get, you can buy yourself into a a self-proclaimed stuff, right? Thank you, Lord. But uh, it's ridiculous. And you got to, that's why I got to teach on this stuff. Because see, it's just like in, in 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 other professions, you can't do that. You just can't be a lawyer by just, you pay amount of money and they send you a, a law certificate. They probably could do that. But I mean, you'd easily be, be able to discredit that. Or a doctor man would you go into like somebody who who d- didn't even know how to operate now some people can teach themselves how to do it that one guy that, that had that movie about he was a, he was a doctor I mean he wasn't a doctor, but he went in and operated scary he operated on people. He was just faking his way through stuff. He wasn't even taught school and that's pretty easy to do. He figured out all he had to do is be one chapter ahead of everybody else. <laughs> okay. So, um, the prophet Hebrews one and two, God who at various times and in various ways spoke in. Now this is the new covenant right now. Spoken. What time pass. He spoke in time pass. Let's bring that scripture up. I want you to see this is very important. Um, God in various ways and in very various times, various ways, spoke in say time past. past. So what does that tell you? Is that today? No. No. But he spoke to the fathers by the who? The prophets. prophets. Oh, here's the good news. Look at verse 2. Has in these last days spoken to us what? By his son. See, God speaks to us directly. And who has a son? Everybody. All right, let's go to Hebrews 8. Talking about this new covenant. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my laws down. This is not talking about, if you read the context of Hebrews, he's not talking about the old covenant law of Moses. Because clearly it says, we're not under law, but we're under grace. He's talking about this covenant, this law of love that he has put in our mind. And in our spirit, we're just like Jesus. This is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws. We're reading the same. we're, We're reading the same book. Okay, as the the last passage in these last days, same book. This is the same book. So that's why, see, Paul didn't write, the Bible wasn't written in chapter and verses. This was like a letter, okay, to the Hebrew believers. And so he said, this is the covenant that I will make in these last days. I'm speaking through his son. I will put my laws in their mind and write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they shall be my people. None of them, say none of them. Oh, man, so mark this in your Bible, highlight it, underline it. None of them shall teach his neighbor, none of his brother, saying, know the Lord. For all shall know me. Clarify it. From the least of them to the greatest of them. A person that just gets saved knows the Lord. If somebody says something to you and they say they're prophesying to you and you, the Lord hasn't spoken it to you, forget about it. I said forget about it. Why? Because the Lord knows where you live. And as a preacher, man, I tell you what, whew, you go to some of these meetings, these apostle meetings, these prophet meetings, and these guys, these experts that come in. You know what an expert is? An ordinary person from out of town. And they come in and they just and they spoke and they come up to me. Man, I'll sit there and I look at them, I just stare at them. They'll come up to me and, and get in these meetings, they'll come and stand up. Are you a preacher? And then they'll. They'll start prophesying stuff over you. Most of the times, the stuff people prophesy over me are just off base. But they seem like they're under this cloud, and they seem like they're so anointed, and you, and you, you can get caught up in all of some of these things and, and these services, and it seems like, man, it seems like that guy's really anointed. But if he says something to you that's all. don't take it. Like this one lady kept on, I, I, I think I told this story, but this lady, she was a, a minister, uh, and, and somebody, every service, her and her husband, they pastored a church in New York, and every service seemed like this lady would, out of the congregation, would come up and say, prophesy stuff, and say, the Lord told me to tell you this, the Lord told me to tell you that. See, because when you say the, see, that's what they do a lot of times. They'll say, the Lord told me to tell you. And then, like, you said, well, Lord told you. I mean, uh, what can I say? <laughs> I mean, like, you got to say it. You got to depend on that person hearing from God for you. That's the old covenant. Did I make that clear? See, that, that, that's the old covenant when God had a, a go-between between the people and him. But now in the new covenant, God speaks to you directly. I don't care what they look like, and sometimes they can have the garb on. I don't care. You have a big old staff, and I've seen all this kind of stuff, man. That staff don't mean I don't really care. Now, if you want to carry, it, that's fine. Now, to me, now, this is just me. This might be one of them things that just, this might not be the Lord. But, but it's just my opinion. I mean, I, I don't want to wear anything that I wouldn't be comfortable going in Kroger's with. But that's just me, though. Did you see me going in Kroger's to get some juice, and I got this big old staff. That's the reason why people think we're crazy. But see, sometimes see, when, you're, when you're not anointed, you, you, people, they, they, they look to these things to try to get validation. Amen. If y'all hadn't seen some of this stuff I'm talking about, i say, thank God. thank God. None of them will teach his neighbor and his brother saying, know the Lord, all will know me, for I'll be merciful for... To their unrighteousness and their sins and lawless deeds, I'll remember no more. Amen. (laughs) Thank y'all. Thank you, Lord. Indianapolis, y'all getting this? Y'all getting a hold of this? Y'all got them over there in Indianapolis too. They're not just in Fort Wayne. They're all over the place. Don't let anybody lord anything over you. You got a word from God. I know I didn't finish that. Okay, that lady came up to remember the woman in New York. Y'all was just gonna let me close without finishing that thing. But um, somebody would come up to her after every service. The Lord told me to tell you. Finally, she got enough. Had enough of that. The minister told her. He said, "Tell the Lord I don't want to hear it." <laughs> tell the Lord I don't want to hear it. If He can't tell me directly, and I don't want to hear it. See, you all have a relationship with God. Amen. Say I have. A personal relationship with God. No minister, no prophet, no apostle, no evangelist, no pastor or teacher stands between me and God. Okay. Are you clear now? And when they try to reach Reach way back in the Old Testament. So Let me just stop you. Let me just stop you. Let me, let me just stop you. Yes. That was true. Like when you say you don't receive it, the Lord ain't told anything to you. But, well, I'm a prophet. And then they start referencing the Old Covenant. And you can, you, now you got ammunition, right? So now you can say, okay, no, I don't have to receive that because that, that, was, a, that was under a different relationship with that they have with God. So I, so we're under a new covenant. God speaks to me directly and I ain't got received nothing to say. <laughs> In love. Thank you, Jesus.